welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. Today is episode four of my Creator Now season two podcast series, and I'm so excited to be joined by Nick Skye all the way from the US. Nick was raised in Baltimore, where he has always had an out-of-the-box way of doing things. His love of the pop genre could be seen in his music, and Nick is a passionate, soulful artist who takes the listener on a journey through a moment in time. While a newcomer to the music scene, Nick has had music in his heart for as long as he can remember. And we, connect, we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Eric, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. And we're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for starting a YouTube channel, uh, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So, um, Nick, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you so much for having me. This is definitely very exciting. Yeah, it's amazing, so, you know, to, to connect with people from the, the community and especially, you know, there are so many creators out in the US that I've been, you know, connecting with on the podcast. So yeah, amazing to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's definitely amazing to be able to connect with all these people. It's like 300 people uh, that we're, we're able to connect with and meet up with, collaborate. It's like so awesome to me that we can really do all this. Yeah, it's honestly amazing. I feel very lucky to be part of, of the Creator Now community. Uh, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk all today about, you know, your experience so far. I know you're a member of season one as well. We both were. So uh, we'll talk about, you know, season one and what it's been like, you know, in the first week of season two and all about YouTube and, and travel and mental health, like I mentioned as well. So we'll get straight into it. And the first question I wanted to ask is, what are your dreams and ambitions and why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow your dreams? So I would say like my goal is to be a full-time YouTuber uh, with also doing music and uh, also a podcast. Um, but I would say like my main dream is to do YouTube full-time is to create videos. And the main thing also with like music and videos in general is to help people get through a hard time. If they're sad or down or something like that, I want them to be able to laugh at my content or if they're happy, like I just want them to be able to listen to my song or listen or watch my content and just help them through something. If they're happy, make them even more happy. Or if they're sad, just help them bring up. And that's kind of why like, I really went into music and went into content creation is because I really want to help people. And that's like the main goal of what I'm doing. Amazing, that honestly sounds fantastic. And in terms of who, in, who, you, know, who you take inspiration from, who inspires you on YouTube, who would you say? Obviously, we both like Eric, I'm sure, obviously being part of his creator now. But are there any other YouTubers that you take particular inspiration from? So I would say David Dobrik is like the highest that I take inspiration from. I also take inspiration from Alex Warren, uh, Yes3, um, of course, Eric, and probably a few, di few other people, Ryan Trahan and some other people that I can't remember off the top of my head. But I, I definitely definitely watch a lot of YouTube. Of course, everyone loves Mr. Beast. Um, I would love to be as big as him. My videos are kind of different than his. I love his videos, but they're very entertaining. But my videos are different, definitely different than his. Yeah, it's so good to, I feel like, have, you know, people you take inspiration from. I love Ryan Trahan as well. I've only recently in the last couple of months started to see his videos and they're really, really cool. And his collaboration with Eric recently was was amazing. I love the, you know, the both the videos on their channels, which is awesome. Uh, and in terms of, I guess, going back to Creator Now, what are you really hoping to get out of season two? And has that changed from season one? Is it the community side, the growth on YouTube, the tips? What would you say? 
So when I was in season one, I did not have the right mindset. I was in a job that I was going from 7 a.m. until like 8.30 p.m. every night. Uh, I was doing landscaping, which is like mowing yards. Um, I was very tired, physical work. Uh, I would get home, I would shower, eat dinner, and go to bed because I would have to be up at 5.30, 6 o'clock every morning. So I wasn't in the right mindset for season one. Uh, I did post, um, I think, every video. Uh, some were shorts. Uh, I was also posting at 11.59, and that's something that I really am trying to change for now. And I, I have a different mindset. I have a different job. Uh, I'm doing roofing sales, so it's a lot more free time. But for, for season two, I really want to get the growth and really be active in the community and really collaborate with a lot of people. I'm collaborating with people from in Texas next week and I'll be in LA at the end of the, at the end of the month. And then I'm collaborating, hopefully going to go to Florida and collaborate with a bunch of people in Florida. So I'm definitely trying to collaborate with as many people and meet as many people because the kind of content that I am creating is helpful when I have a lot of people with me. I think that, you know, the, the community side of it is, so important i think for me it's the most important part of creator now and also the fact that there are people from all around the world which is just amazing it's a global program and i wanted to sort of touch upon that how important has it been for you or how cool has it been to connect with people from around the world i mean i'm in barcelona right now and you're in the us so like we're connecting over this podcast which is amazing so how's that been for you to sort of get in contact with people from around the world it's crazy to me that uh ARAT can put out a co- like not a course but a, a a community and these people from all over the the world join and that we get to connect with them to me it's it's just crazy like I love it that I can connect and take ideas and bounce ideas off people that are across the world from me and it, also the same thing with like people that are here a lot of people are in LA I'm in Maryland so that's like it's across the country for me so to be able to be able to create and meet and bounce ideas off these other people is just amazing to me. And I guess that sort of links to my next sort of topic, which I want to talk about, which is all about travel. Um, and I wanted to firstly ask, you know, how important is travel to you? And, and have you traveled much before? So I actually lived in LA for nine months. So I love traveling. Traveling is one of my favorite things. Uh, I'm going to be traveling like the whole month of July. Uh, next week, I'm going to Texas. My brother's actually moving there. So I'm going to Texas. I'm driving with him and then I'll be there. And then we're doing a family vacation. Uh, I'll be going also down to Florida, like I said, and I'm going to LA for a week. Uh, we're trying to do a whole big thing in LA, meet as many people as possible. So uh, that's kind of where I'm, uh, I love traveling. Traveling is one of my number one favorite things. I, I've driven across the country. Uh, I've driven to, to Texas and back. Uh, I have a lot of family. I was actually born in Texas, so I have a lot of family there. So I've driven to Texas and back and it's travel to me is very important and I love it. And what would you say then is your favorite part of traveling? Is it the people, the culture, the food? Are you a big foodie? What is it about traveling that's your favorite part? Probably the people that you meet uh, on the way, the journey, uh, and then also the people that you meet there. Like I met a lot of people in LA. I'm still meeting people. Uh, now that I'm older, when I was there, I was younger. So now that I'm older, I can actually go out to clubs and bars and things like that and meet a lot more people. But I would say it's the people. Uh, for me, it's not really the food um, a lot. Like I can eat whatever I really, like I can eat wherever. Uh, but I, I would say it's probably the people is the most main thing i love the the journey there but mainly it's the people yeah 
I think for me, it's like the excitement of going as well. Like you mentioned the journey there, that anticipation, the excitement is one of the best bits. And obviously then being, you know, wherever you are and traveling. And I was talking on, on the, ep- the episodes before, I've, you know, re- re- we're recording now about the US and with the 50 states feeling like 50 different countries because there's so much diversity within the US in terms of culture, way of life, you know, even food, you know, there's so much diversity. So it almost feels like in the US, when you're going to New York or LA, they're like two different countries because the dynamic is just different, the way of life, everything. So how's that, being in the US, how's that been for you, just being able to travel to different states and experience everything that they have to offer? So it's been awesome. Like, I gotta say my favorite state is LA, uh, is California. I really love California because I really I really like the West Coast. Uh, I love the weather there. It's beautiful. I'm in Maryland. It, it snows. I really don't like the cold. So trying to figure that out. But I would say it's awesome to be able to see the different diversity and see uh, it, the different kinds. I'm Jewish, so it's even diff- more different for me to see the different kinds of communities that they have in different places it's like texas is a growing community and new york has a big community pikesville where i live maryland has a decent sized community and la is a totally different community so to be able to travel to those different places and really see and hang out with those different types of people and see the community is amazing to me that it, it, it can be like that Amazing. And in terms of like a standout memory from your previous travels, have you got a particular highlight or a memorable moment from, yeah, any bit of traveling you've done? So I went to the iHeart Music Awards, iHeart Radio Music Awards in LA. Um, and I also went to the American Music Awards in LA. I was also on James Corden, the Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, I got on the show. You can get free tickets in, for the audience. And then he was doing a segment with the show. And I got on the show. Very, very nerve-wracking. Uh, it's a very funny video, but very nerve-wracking because I, I sang on live national television. So it was very nerve-wracking. But I would say that's probably like my, my main highlight of what I've done. That's amazing. You sang on... It's a Late Late Show, isn't it? The James Corden Late Late Show. Late yeah. Late Show with James That's amazing. Yeah, it was... Yeah. How how did that come about? Like, did you so you win that you were going to be in the audience, and then there became another opportunity to actually perform? Yeah. So I was in the audience. I was sitting in the front row, and there's a segment called "Where You Paying Attention," and basically he does an open monologue, and you really have to pay attention to it. And, and when he introduced the guests and things like that before that before they actually come on the show, he introduced them when they're in the dressing room. And my question was, what color was the guest shirt? And no, I was not paying attention. But when he called me, when I got called up, um, he asked me what I do and why I'm here and things like that. And I ended up singing somebody else's song. I was very nervous. Uh, I should have sang my own song, but I was, like I said, very, very nervous uh, to sing on live national television like that. Uh, and I've really grown from it, and it's really helped me improve on my voice too. So I have a new stuff coming, a lot of new stuff coming. So I'm I'm very excited for everything. Amazing. And can we expect to see that on your YouTube channel, or is your is your music and YouTube separate, or are you sort of trying to sort of connect them together? So they're kind of connected. So I have a few. I have two music videos on my channel right now, and I have uh, three songs out. Uh, test drive, know you, and attached. And I have another song coming out at the end of July, uh, and then I have another song coming out in August, and then I'm putting out an EP. 
sometime in September or, or October. Amazing. So lots of yeah. plan, lots of music for everyone to be excited for, which is fantastic. And then in terms yes. of going back to YouTube now, I just wondered what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers? It's a grind. You have to really push yourself. Uh, don't kill yourself, but also like you got to make sure that you constantly post uh, at least once a week and you got to be constant with the same day that you're posting. Don't post on different times because then that'll kind of confuse your subscribers. Um, it's always quality over quantity. So you, that's why you don't try and post two or three times a week. If you can do, if you can have very high quality uh, for all three of those videos, then that's fine. But you really should only ha post one a week if you can have that's the highest quality possible. But I, that's what I would say is quality over quantity and make sure that you're posting at least once a week uh, or every week and try and be like repetitive with your posting. Like don't, don't skip any times and find people to create with, find people to bounce ideas off with and really just, you don't need a fancy equipment. Uh, I know I have fancy equipment, but you don't really need fancy equipment. You can use your phone, you can use uh, iMovie for, for editing and just do it. Yeah, fantastic. You summed it all up perfectly. And it links on to my next question actually, which was, you know, what do you think you have to do to be successful on YouTube? Is it luck, persistence, creativity, collaboration? A combination of all those factors what would you say i guess leading on from what you've just said is key to success on youtube i would say persistence uh and collaborations is another thing if you can collaborate with a lot of people that'll be very good but i would say probably the main thing is persistence and that your thumbnails and your titles have to be good like that's the best way that, that the main thing personally for a video is probably your thumbnail mm -hmm. and your title, because if people don't like the thumbnail and title, they're not going to click on it. So you got to make sure that your those are really high. And then of course you're, like I said, your quality of your video has to be good enough that people will stay and watch it throughout the whole thing. But I would say persistence and collaborations and just not getting burnt out. Yeah. I think it's taking it a step, step at a time, isn't it? And, you know, planning videos out and, I mean, I guess what link sort of link back to Creator Now, what's so good about it is there's so much learning to be to be done in Creator Now. I've learned so much about thumbnails, editing, algorithm, you know, all the analytics. I can't even name more than there's so much there's so much to analytics, but you know what I mean? There's so much learning to be to be done in the program and we're only a week into season two and I already feel like I've learned so much, especially added on to season one as well so much learning which is yeah. just fantastic and i i think that uh, if you can find a community like this definitely it's worth it to go for it with like creator now that's like that's why i did season two uh, i know that i was in season one but i wasn't there like i said so that's why i really pushed myself to do season two and i'm i'm doing it i'm collaborating with a lot of people but so i would say if you can find if you have a community like this that you can join definitely go ahead and do it like it's worth whatever they're charging it's definitely worth it and and i guess finishing on the sort of youtube and content creation side of it i wanted to sort of hear your insight on all the opportunities that have come about with being a creator and a youtuber you know it's not just uploading a video on youtube now there's a whole world of opportunity nfts YouTube and TikTok boxing events. I just sort of wanted to hear your perspective on 
on yeah the opportunities that can come now as a creator and a youtuber i think they're crazy you can do a lot of different things you can meet a lot of different people like you you get invited to a lot of events too like there's this event in the us and florida that's called play this live uh you can easily get invited to that for to become to come as a creator and that's like a big meetup with a lot of fans and a lot of other creators that you can create with and then there's like um youtube what's it called they have it in the uk also play like playlist live uh, like, it's like Playlist Live, but it's for strictly for YouTube because Playlist Live is for TikTok and YouTube. But mm -hmm. like I said, there's a lot of events that you can go to to meet a lot of people. There's a lot of collaborations, a lot of brand deals that you can get. Once you start getting to that size, you can get a lot of good brand deals and have people sponsor your videos and then make the mega videos that like Mr. Beast or Eric or these people do with, with uh, sponsors. I think it's... An interesting point to touch upon is the whole sort of business side of it and i know zach did a workshop last night or sort of a q a um all because obviously he's airac and yes there is manager so he knows he's the king of brand deals business managing the some of the biggest creators on youtube and the insight in that is so valuable i think for all of us in terms of you know youtube isn't just uploading videos and creating videos there is a whole new side to it in terms of the financial side the the, the business the, the brand deals the you know, all those opportunities that have come about from making videos. So I think, especially again with Creator Now, that side of it has been so valuable in terms of understanding how to get brand, de how to get brand deals, how to negotiate, all those sides of things that I had no idea about before. And I feel like I know a little bit more about now as a result of, you know, Zach's, you know, he talked in series one as well. And I know he talked last night. So the, the insight is just so valuable. What do you think about that? The whole business side of it as well? I think it's awesome. You can do a lot. You can grow a lot with the business side too. I think the value that Zach gave us and learning about brand deals, that's something that I would learn. Like he said something with like, even if you're a small channel, you're all a production company. Every channel is a production company. So use that to your leverage. If you can't leverage your subscribers because you only have a few, use that to your leverage and create an ad for them that they can use on Facebook market for Facebook marketing or YouTube or like, YouTube marketing or however they market, make an ad for them. You have the camera, you have the gear, you, you're learning the knowledge, make an ad for them, send it to them and hopefully something will come from that. But I would say brand deals is awesome to learn about. And if you can find somebody that will teach you all the things, uh, if you find a community that has all these things like Creator Now, I would recommend Creator Now to anyone, but if you, can't do creator now I, I would say find a community that can teach you uh, about managers and about brand deals and about the back-end business side because it, it can be a lot and it can be very complicated too yeah i mean i just guess summing it all up there's so much learning that's come from creator now and i'm sure we'd both highly recommend you know the program and i know it will have a very bright future the program will keep growing and growing um so that's absolutely fantastic and i just wanted to finish talking about mental health uh, i mentioned at the start it's something that's very important to One Globe 360, that, you know, my brand, and it's something I, I really like to talk about on the podcast and sort of hear people's perspectives and, and, and sort of their own personal experiences about it. So I just wanted to ask, you know, how important to you is raising awareness for mental health and what can we all do to help raise awareness? I think raising awareness for mental health is very, very important. Like, I would say 
do as much as you can. If you can't donate to something with mental health, share it on your platform. If you have a platform, uh, like support. If somebody needs something, I would say always check on your friends. You never know if they're feeling down. Like your friend could be the happiest person, but in, on the inside, he could feel like terrible. So I would say always check on people because um, mental health is a very big thing. Like, like I said, last season, I was not in the right mental state and I was very, very mentally drained and I was uh, very exhausted and depressed. That's the word I was looking for. I was very depressed um, because I was doing landscaping for so long. I was just so over it and it got me very down that I had to keep on doing the same thing. So I would say, check on your friends. Like I said, check on people. If you see somebody in that's down, like go over there and try and talk to them, give them a hug, something like that. I would say, if you can't share something, try and help somebody. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. And mental health is a very personal thing, isn't it? We, we all, you know, all throughout our lives, we will have ups and downs. And especially during the pandemic, you know, the last 18 months or so, it's been a really difficult time for the whole world. You know, people have just been locked, you know, in lockdowns, locked away from family and friends. And, you know, we haven't had the social lives that we've all had. We haven't been able to spend time with family and friends as we all have known before. So, you know, I think now, especially as we're still in the pandemic still, I think it's so important, like you said, to check on family and friends and, just be that person that can be open yourself about mental health and hopefully that will encourage other people to be open and honest about their own mental health and then that has a positive knock-on effect on other people even you know having our conversation now about it me and you if someone's listening that might encourage them to talk to someone about their own mental health so for me it's just having that trying to create a space where people feel comfortable to talk about their mental health um but yeah you summed it up all perfectly and it's it's a, a very personal thing um, and yeah, we all have ups and downs in life and um, it's just about speaking about them and, you know, speaking does genuinely help. Um, I know from my experience it does whenever I've had, you know, the, the downsides in my life, things that haven't quite gone to plan or, you know, things that, are, you know, haven't been going too well, whatever it may be, uh, speaking always helps. Um, so, yeah. Finding an outlet also, like if, if you don't want to really speak to somebody, find an outlet so that you can maybe write a poem or write a song or just write in a journal in general. If you don't really want to, like you don't feel comfortable speaking to somebody right that second, write it down, get it out. Don't hold it in. That's the worst thing that you can do is holding it in. And that's kind of like why I went into music is because I have a lot of past experiences and past mental health things that I really wanted to write about. And that's kind of to get, get them out so I don't hold them in. So I would say find something that a release that you can do to to be able to help yourself. Yeah, 100%, you know, even if it's just like a hobby or like you said, getting it down on paper in a song or a poem or a journal uh, or meditation or yoga or whatever it may be, it will be different for, for everyone. Um, but it's just finding out what, you know, what for you personally uh, works. Um, so thank you so much for being so open and honest with all your answers, especially on mental health. I really appreciate your time um just one last thing where can we find you on social media and your youtube so if you just look up nick sky on youtube uh, i will be probably the first or second channel to pop up and then on instagram i'm nick sky music uh same thing with tiktok is nick sky music and then same thing with twitter is nick sky music uh but definitely follow me on all of them and look out for all the new music and new videos every week that are coming and also a podcast uh a weekly podcast also that 
we were talking about out of the box, uh, people that are out of the box and people that didn't take the normal path and like just that went from high school to college, people that did high school different or didn't go to college and are doing a different thing, but it's still entrepreneurship. So definitely look out for everything like that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for, yeah, for your time and for your insight on everything that we've talked about today. I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was awesome being here. And yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. And I, I would love to do it again. Of course. 100%. Recording stopped.